0: DOT and how DOT you've got to wear like multiple hats. So you're gonna be wearing like HR and fleet and DOT and safety and like all this other stuff. And so, you know, there's a lot of times when you're a leader, you're, you've are you got to wear multiple hats. And so I kind of want to chat a little bit about that. I want to talk a little bit about like how I got into wearing multiple hats and how I really figured it out and like why it's so important to be able to wear those multiple hats and be able to communicate and talk with people. So Cube Theme Song we will be right back. in the middle of the pack. Awesome. So glad you guys are still here. I'm stoked that you're here with me today. And I'm really stoked to be talking about this topic. So it's, it's really ultra cool to me because there's a lot of things that like this one hits really, really close to me. I was actually upstairs not too long ago chatting with my beautiful queen, Jenna. And we were talking a little bit about like how in a business you've got to wear multiple hats. And she's like, not only in a business, you've been wearing multiple hats for like the last 15 years in the job that you've been in. She's like, think about it. Whenever you were an equipment operator, you not only were an operator, you were a driver and a team lead and all this other stuff. Like you had to wear multiple hats throughout the day to get it done. She's like, every time you've been in a leadership role, you've got to wear more than one hat in order to be a good leader. And I said, man, you are wicked smart. I should do a podcast on that. And so here I am down here doing a podcast on it. Um, Number one point, guys, and I know that my wife's watching this, so I'm just saying this for you know for her benefit, right? Your wife is always right. Ladies, don't let that go to your head. I'm not saying that you're always right. I mean, I just said you're always right, but like, I'm not saying you're always right, but like, they're always right, guys. So listen, okay. <laughs> that should be like a whole podcast, like listening to your wife or listening as a leader, right? Like anyways, hold on the I should make a note on that. My point is, let's get back, <laughs> squirrel, <laughs> let's get back into like where we're at. So we're talking about how you got to wear like multiple hats as a leader. And I really wanna like go into the DOT realm specifically for why you've got to wear multiple hats in there and like how it works and what kind of hats you've got to wear. Because I actually just walked into a company not too long ago and they're like, Hey Dan, uh we just got audited, we need help. Um, I called them like an operations guy and a safety guy, and then they brought in the, the you know, like the office manager and then like an admin to it, and then somebody who does billing because they had DOT spread out throughout all this area right? Like it, they had to spread out between like six different people and it's because DOT is spread out between six different people, right? Like I used to laugh because whenever I was in the DOT world and I was working DOT in the corporate world, people would be like, oh, well, what department do you respond to? And I'm like, well, um, or, or they'd ask me, like, I, I, I get, I this question a lot. They'd be like, they go, Dan, where does DOT fall at? Because they always want to like put it under something. I said, uh, what I tell everybody, is, I said, whenever you've got more than 15 drivers, DOT is its own department within your company. And they go, what? What do you mean like its own department? I can't afford to hire somebody just for DOT. No, but you can have somebody who's like, that's their, that's like their focus, right? Like they're doing that within your company, but they do other things too, because they wear multiple hats and, and they go, well, why do you say that? And it's like, well, DOT is 50% safety. It's 50% HR, it's 50% fleet, it's 50% training, it's 100% DOT, right? And and they sit there and they're like, and and then also, you know, it's also 50% PR and it's 50% advertising. They're like, Dan, you're up to like 250%. I said, yeah, I know. Like DOT is a lot more than just one thing because whenever you get into like what DOT is, when you've got, you know, so many employees, so many drivers, so many commercial drivers within your company, DOT is literally like, it's making sure that the vehicles are properly outfitted and that you have the right vehicles. And so DOT needs to be involved whenever you're purchasing new vehicles to to know that you're getting the right vehicles for the right load capacity and that, you know, the drivers are there. And then it's HR because there's a bunch of different paperwork and documents that go into it with personal information on it, like driver's license and social securities and date of birth and stuff like that so you've got to have somebody who's really good and sensitive with that kind of information right and that they're taking care of it and that it's encrypted and it's it's secure okay and then then it's also safety because like at a roadside stop and your guys are out on the road they've got to be trained in safety and they've got to be able to operate the vehicle safely and safely and like tie their load down safely and and so it's safety because it's that so there's a lot of training that goes in that and then then we've got like training in general, which kind of goes into all this if you have a whole training department that doesn't fall that falls under itself. DOT is training because you've got to be able to talk to people, you've got to be able to get in front of them, you've got to be able to speak to them. You can't just be a, a death by PowerPoint type of person and expect to kill it in DOT. It just doesn't work that way. Right? Like you've got to have energy, you've got to be good. Okay? You guys like getting this? Does this make sense? Okay, good. Good as long as it's making sense to you. So it's like as a leader, you've gotta wear multiple hats because if you're not willing to wear multiple hats as a leader, you can't truly lead. And you've gotta be able to take one hat off and put the next hat on. So like, I'm gonna be able to go, okay, Dan the DOT guy's out, boom. All right, now I'm Dan the leader. And then I'm gonna be able to go, like, okay, whew. all right. Now I'm Dan the fleet guy. Don't worry, I'm not gonna take my shirt off to be HR, okay? <laughs> I'm kidding, well. I'm not kidding about not taking my shirt off. Nobody wants to see that. Even my wife turns the lights up, But that's beside the point. Oh, did I just go too far? Oh, man. Thank goodness it's my podcast and not yours. Oh, anyways, I'm kidding. Just joking, kind of, but not really. My point is is that like you've got to be willing to wear different hats. And you've got to be able to put different hats on all the time throughout the day as you go through this. Like, So, so I, I told you about one time, not too long ago, I went in there and they brought like, like six or seven different people in there. Well, they gave us their DOT to kind of handle. Now then they're they're giving it to us, but you know what I told them? I said, you can't you can't like get this out of your company. Like you're always gonna be here. It's always gonna be part of your company. So my recommendation is is this lady right here, this office manager, I want her, in my opinion, she's the one who can do this. I want her to be responsible for your compliance. And like this operations guy in the room like you can see he was getting a little bit fidgety and the safety guy was getting a little bit fidgety and the person who does like billing she was getting a little bit fidgety right like they they were like why 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 her and i said well she's very detail-oriented right she's very detail-oriented she's calm cool and collected and she's already doing admin for all these departments she has the capacity to do this. She has the capacity and the ability to step into this role. The safety person had the capacity. He had the ability. He had the ability, but he didn't have the capacity. The operations guy he had the ability but he didn't have the capacity. The person who was doing invoices had the ability but did not have the capacity. And the guy who worked in the shop had the capacity but did not have the ability. He had the time but not the ability to be as technical and as as advanced as he needed to be to get in there to be able to do this compliance side of it. And he didn't have the communication skills, so he didn't have the ability, though he had the capacity at the time, but he wasn't able to do it. Does that make sense? Right? Like, if you have somebody who's in operations, you can't just be like, oh, yeah, you're an operations manager over a $10 million company. Perfect. You're going to be doing DOT compliance as well. No, you can't do that. And you can't be like, oh, you're doing sales for a $10 million company? Oh, good, you're going to be over DOT compliance. That's not the way it works, right? Usually you want to find somebody who's, who's kind of got their fingers in multiple aspects of the company anyways. And so then it's a super easy flip from, from what they're doing to adding that to them. And then they get empowered because now then they're doing DOT. And then you put them through some training, and then now all of a sudden they're they're a, a B level employee or C level employee, and they start growing, and then they're a B level employee. And then you give them some more training and some more empowerment, and then they grow some more, and now they're in, now they're up to like a B plus level employee, right? And then you give them some more empowerment, and some more growth, and then guess what? They turn into an A, an A level employee. So you can bring somebody up if they have the capacity and the ability to do it. And that's like the biggest key to think about with all this is like wearing multiple hats is a lot of times some of us are at capacity, right? Like me personally, right now within my company, I look at where I'm at and I look at what I'm doing and I look at all the stuff that I'm handling and all the freelancers that I manage and all the team members that I manage and all the different pieces of the, of the business that we're managing, I am, I am at capacity. Now my capacity expands. The more I do, the bigger my capacity gets, right? It's, we're not like a battery. Okay. I don't have a battery in front of me or I hold it up to where our capacity is this big. Okay. That's not what we are. We are, our capacity has the ability to expand. We're like a wine skin from biblical times. Not a one, not a wine bottle. Okay, but a wineskin from biblical times, okay? The more you put in it, the more it expands. And if you leave it there for a while, it'll actually expand and stretch a little bit more, and then you can put some more in it. And then it'll expand and stretch, and you can put more in it. And then it'll expand and stretch, and it'll put more in it. But if you don't use it, okay, what happened to them old wineskins when you didn't use them? They cracked and got brittle and were useless. We're the same way with our capacity. If we don't continue to keep our capacity full, it shrinks, okay? Now this is a horrible example, but think about your stomach. If you overeat for one day, what happens? The next day you're hungrier because your stomach has expanded and you don't get full as fast. So like, let's say you eat, I don't eat this way, okay? (laughs) We're gonna throw this out here. Let's say day one, you eat a half a hot dog and you're full. On day two, you're gonna be able to eat a whole hot dog. On day three, you're gonna be able to eat a hot dog and a half. On day number four, you're gonna be able to eat two hot dogs. On day number five, you're gonna be able to eat three hot dogs. On day number six, you're gonna be able to eat three uh, times one point five would be five hot dogs, right? On day number seven, you're gonna be able to eat seven hot dogs. On day number ten, you're gonna be able to eat nine or ten hot dogs because your capacity grows, and the more you expand it, the faster it expands. But think about it the other way. If you're not using your capacity, if you're not changing hats, if you're not learning stuff, if you're not doing multiple things, what happens? All of a sudden, it's just like your stomach, it shrinks. If you eat, if you're used to eating a plate full of food, right, and you take out one chicken breast, like let's say you're used to eating like three chicken breasts and broccoli and rice, and now then you eat two chicken breasts and broccoli and rice. That first day, you're hungry. next day you're still hungry, right? But by the end of that day, what happens when you get full with two chicken breasts and half the broccoli and none of the rice? Or all the broccoli, two chicken breasts and no rice? Now you're full, you don't have to eat the rice. You can force yourself to eat it and your stomach's gonna expand, right? So our capacity is the same way. If we don't use it, it shrinks just like our stomach does and it expands. The more we use it, the more it expands. So you wanna to continue to grow, you wanna to continue to switch hats, you wanna to continue to be in different routes and go in different ways and doing different things and growing your capacity, okay? Now the other thing I brought up was capacity and, what was the other one that started with an A? Gosh, I can't remember, capacity and I just used it. Have you ever felt like you're just like at capacity and you can't remember what you just talked about? Yeah, that's me right now. Um, the capacity ability ability to do it (laughs) i knew it started with an a i told you okay capacity and ability so so what is ability if capacity is the is like the time to do it the ability is the mental knowledge or know-how to get it done so i may have the capacity to learn management and leadership, but I may not have the ability to learn it because I am, I have deficiencies. Maybe I'm super dyslexic and I can't read. That's no excuse. I'm dyslexic as heck and I can still do it. I'm reading and writing and doing all this other crap. Like I did some math the other day. I've written, I've written like, written, yeah, good English, Dan. I've written like over a thousand pages of content in the last year and a half. Probably in a year. Man, I bet this year alone I've probably written like 500 pages of content. No, it was was more than that. I digress. My point is, is that like, there's no excuses for ability. The ability is a mental mind block. It's some inside of your own head that stops you from doing it. If you don't think you have the ability to be a marketer, you can't be a marketer. If you don't think you have the ability to sell, you can't sell. If you don't think you have the ability to learn DOT, you can't learn DOT. If you don't think you have the ability to be a good safety person or a good leader or a good spouse or a good father or a good mother whatever you can't do it you guys getting this everybody has the ability unless it's a mental block and then you just have to figure out it's a mental block how do i fix this like i literally had a conversation with somebody the other day and i was like man i'm struggling to figure out how to find my right target audience. Like I know who my target audience is, but how do I find them? How do I find what sells? How do I find what doesn't sell? You know what she told me? Write it down. Find one customer. Go after that one customer. Once you find that one customer, if they say no, move on to the next one. Move on to the next one. Move on to the next one. Don't do five, do one. Do one if you do five, you're gonna get mental overload. Now I'm not like most people, I'm like five, six, seven, whatever, I'm gonna do five in a day, I don't care. I'm gonna add these people to this and this is what I'm gonna do for this. Then I go upstairs and remember some stuff and it's like, oh crap, I need to add this person I'm gonna do this on this day. And I'm gonna call these people, I'm gonna to talk to them. And actually, I'm gonna make a note because if I don't write this down, I won't do it. If you capacity, right? Being at capacity. Boom, written down. Figure out ways to expand your capacity. That's what I just did was expand my capacity. Now that's like, I know that we're like way off topic for what you thought we were gonna talk about by wearing multiple hats. You probably thought, oh yeah, this would be so cool. Dad's gonna talk all about like leadership and DOT and this and this and he's like, capacity and ability? Like where did the crap did this come from? (laughs) But it's like, it's the truth. It's like 100% the truth. And and some people don't have the capacity to wear multiple hats. Right? Like I've got people on my team that wear one hat and they wear it really well. Really, really well. Okay? And I don't want them to change hats. You know, what, you know what I want them to do? I want them to be like, ooh, this bracelet looks really good with this hat. Oh yeah, these earrings look really good with this hat. Oh man, this shirt really makes this hat look good. I want them to increase their capacity while wearing the same hat until eventually they're like, and I kind of like that hat over there. That's a good that's a good looking hat. I think I could pick that up, And then I want them to be like, Okay, I'm gonna pick up that hat, and they pick up that hat and they put it on, and they try it on for a little bit and they go, it doesn't really match this shirt. Okay, I'm gonna take it back off for a minute. And they put back on their other hat and they do it for a little while, and then they keep looking at the hat once in a while and they go, Yeah, I could do that, right? I could do that. And then they pick it up. Because not everybody's like me, and I understand that. I'm I'm one of those people who who is very Fast moving, get it done. Give me a give me direction. Boom, it'll happen. I'm not somebody that I that I say, hey, I'm going to do this, and I don't do it. I'm somebody that if I tell myself I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. But not everybody's like that. A lot of people have to psych themselves up to do stuff. They're like, oh yeah, 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 I've got to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Okay, I'm going to make this cold call. And then they call, right? And then they make the one phone call, and then they're like, okay, I got to do it. Oh, that was brutal. Oh my god, that was so hard. Oh my god. And me, I'm like, okay. This is the number I'm gonna call, boom, all right? Hey, this is Dan, how are you doing today? That's me, and I know that I'm different. I know that not everybody's like me, and I get that, right? But I've pushed myself to that capacity for that ability. I've given myself that ability because I've broken these mental mind blocks that are out there. And that's why if you're watching me as we grow this, you should be taking notes, you should be scribbling fast because guess what? I live by the principle of document don't create. If, if I would have gone back freaking five years ago and done all this crap as I built the DOT program that I built, could you, could you imagine the plethora of a library that I would have to share with everyone? But now I've got to go back and I've got to actually re-record all of that stuff that I did because I didn't record it, I didn't document it as I was doing it, I said, oh, I didn't even think about it. Whenever I first started creating a DOT program, I didn't think about, oh my gosh, I'm gonna turn this into a business or somebody else could use this or I could sell this. Or, oh my gosh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right, like none of that was there, none of it. So I didn't document it as I went through it, I created it, I didn't document it. And so now I've gotta go back and I've gotta create all of that information. So that's why you hear me talk about this document don't create stuff. And that's what you're getting. Like, if you want to know what's going on in my personal life, if you want to know what's going on in our business, you should be watching this. And in 10 years, when you watch this, and I'm like showing this video from 10 years ago on a stage in front of 15,000 people inside of our truck convention hall that we have. Yeah, right behind me, on my head, building that, that boy someday with a hotel on the top of it, restaurants, convention hall on the bottom. Can you imagine trucking shows in that thing? It's going to be freaking awesome okay but like when i'm standing there addressing a crowd of 50 maybe 15,000 isn't even big enough maybe it's gonna be like 50,000 right but whenever i'm standing there doing my keynote speech in front of all these people showing up before i go to my penthouse suite in the very top to jump in my helicopter to leave we're gonna like be showing this video of where i started at this is number 63 of dan's video podcast of what he did when he talks about document don't And they're going to be like playing it on the screen. And we're going to be taking taking lessons from this. People are going to be scribbling notes because this stuff is ingenious. It's huge. And you should be doing the same thing. You should be documenting what you're going through right now because somebody else could be learning from what you're doing. Don't worry about how to create content. Don't be like, oh, hmm, what should I create as a leader? How do I get multiple hats? How do I figure that out? You're already doing it. Just document what you're doing. Like, how hard is it to be like, hey, this is Dan with Eclipse DOT, right? (laughs) Do yourself a little video. It's not hard. It's a mental block that stops you from doing it. You watch it. Don't watch it. Just put it up. (laughs) Don't even think about, like, what you're putting up. Like, be smart. I'm not telling you not to think about what you're putting up. Don't do something stupid, okay? That's not permission to do something stupid and, and post it to social media or something like that. What I'm telling you is document don't create because we all wear multiple hats. and If you're documenting the multiple hats that you're wearing right now, somebody else is going to be able to learn from you. Your people can follow you, your tribe that you're building and you're authentic about it, right? That's for a whole nother podcast. We're going to do some all about that really soon. I've been really digging this marketing stuff. So I've been getting into a ton of marketing and like digging your own well and books and like, oh my God, I saw this. This was so cool. Um, Russell Brunson had this and, and I've seen it before and I went and I tried to find it because I was like oh my gosh this would be so cool so as you know I'm like this huge Dale Carnegie fan like Dale Carnegie is like if there was a nerd club for Dale Carnegie I would be the head nerd of that club and like someday I'm gonna have some phenomenal Dale Carnegie stuff anyways Russell Brunson found a board game how to win friends and influence people and I'm like are you are you serious Like, there was a board game made for how to win for, like, I want that game. I want to, like, duplicate that game. I want to see, like, what it looks like, what it is, and is it any good, and I want to play it. Because, like, I love games that make you think. Like, as you can see, over here is the cash flow game from Robert Kiyosaki. And we play it as a family with my kids, like, 9 years old, 10 years old. We play with all my kids as a family, the cash flow game. Yes, it's an expensive game. Yes, it's 100% worth your money. 100% worth your money. 150%. 150%. I would buy that game 100 times over again right now in my life. And I would play with my kids and I'll play with my grandkids someday. And my wife and I are going to play it together. Like, it's fun. Okay? I digress. <laughs> my point is, is like, you've got to be willing to wear multiple hats and what you're doing. When Dale Carnegie wrote the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, he didn't wear one hat. He didn't go in there with his author hat and write that book. He wrote it as a leader. He wrote it as an employee, as an employer, as a spouse, as a father, as somebody who does sales, as somebody who's writing a book, as somebody who makes deals, big deals, small deals, all kinds of stuff. He wrote it with a million different hats on. And that's why it's so good to read. That's why it's so pertinent. That's why it's so great. And as I record these podcasts, like I I don't say this to sound cocky or arrogant, but I do it with multiple hats on. The last podcast I recorded was from a leader standpoint of somebody who had to make a really, really hard decision. And it sucks to make those decisions. And I've recorded them from a marketer's standpoint, from a father's standpoint, from a DOT standpoint. And this one had a lot of DOT stuff in it, but like, that's me, that's who I am. I'm, I'm, I saw something the other day, actually I saw it on social media and I thought, oh my God, what the hell is wrong with this person? Like, oh, I shouldn't say that. What the heck is wrong with this person? Like they got the new FMCSR book and they're like, I shouldn't be excited to get this new green book or something like that. And I was like, what? You're not even, you're getting JJ Keller's crap. You're not even getting a real book. Google it. Why are you buying a book? Why are you wasting time and trees and paper when it's all online and all at access in your fingertips? Like, why are we not using the resources that are in front of us? Why do we order a new book every six months that it comes out? And then why are we bragging about getting it? You're doing it because you're trying to grow your capacity and you want other people to see how big you are. Um, last thing I'm gonna talk about today, I know we're going a little bit longer guys, but it was something that, I, that came up with me the other day. I caught somebody the other day in the store and I was chatting and they are like, yeah, I just started this podcast. I was like, great, what's it all about? He's like, oh, it's all about business. And I was like, that's awesome. He's like, it's really taking off. It's getting a lot of traction. I don't think it gives much traction, but like these guys reach out to me and they want me to interview their founders like once a month. And so I'm doing that and then they're putting advertising dollars to it. And I'm like, hmm smart, right? Like, I get it. That's smart. Putting advertising dollars to it, like getting it to grow. I get that. That's super smart. Good job. Out of the whole conversation, you know, it never happened. At the very end of the conversation, he's like, oh, how are you guys doing? I'm great. I'm awesome. Then I was having a conversation with my wife just after that. Actually, happened last night. We were sitting there waiting for the kids to come out of the movie theater. They got access to They have some tickets to a free movie um, because my daughter's orthodontist is pretty awesome. You want to talk about digging your well. He did a great job with that marketing. Anyways, we were talking about it and she says, uh, she goes, you know, Dan, I said, I said, you know, I kind of, I kind of feel bad because like, I like, I listen to all these other people brag about what they're doing and I'm like, oh yeah, we're doing a lot. Like we got a lot going on, but, but like. She pointed out, she goes, yeah, but they have to pull it out of you like tooth and nail. You're very humble and like you don't tell people what your next step is until it's done and like you go do it and then people know what it is because you make a post about it afterwards or you do something afterwards. Like nobody knows what you're doing until after it's done and she goes, "And that's super smart, but you can't hold yourself to anybody else's standards or what they're doing because there's a lot of people who just like to brag about what they're doing. They want to come off better than they truly are. And I think that that's probably one of the biggest things in the world today that I struggle with the most is like, I'm an open book. I tell everybody anything you want to, you want to know something, just ask me, but you got to ask me in order to know, right? Like if somebody comes to me, they're like, Dan, what's your next step? I'm going to be like, well, this is what I'm doing right now. Dan, what are you going to do for marketing? That's what I'm doing right now. Dan, how do you do this? Why do you do this? Why do you do that? I'm, I'm an open book, man. I got no problems answering questions, but I don't, I don't really like to brag about myself. And She goes, yeah. You have this unique ability, Dan. You have you have a ability. You, you have a you ability. Ugh. 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 Can't even talk anymore. You have the ability to when you're supposed to be in front of the room and be in charge that you own that room. You own it. It's yours. Everybody knows it's yours, and you do a great job, and you lead that room to the finish point. She said, there's a lot of people who can do that. There's a lot of people who can't do that. There's a lot of people who can do that, and you're one of those. She said, but what sets you apart from like 98% of the other people in this world is that when you go into a room and you're not supposed to own that room, and you have more knowledge than the people who own the room, you don't step up and make them look stupid. You ask questions. And when they can't answer a question, if they ask if anybody has an answer, you'll answer the question. But like, you're not there ever to show how smart you are. You're there to support them get through this event. You're there to help them grow, and you'll offer your wisdom and guidance to them one-on-one, personally, at the end, so they can grow. But you're not there to steal their thunder most people go in with the intention and they don't even realize they're doing this as sub- it's subconscious she said but most people go in with the subconscious intention to be the smartest person in the room and i know my wife is biased but she says dan you're usually the smartest person in the room but you don't tell yourself you're the smartest person in the room number one and number two you don't come across as if you are and when somebody else is wrong you don't go oh no you're wrong unless they ask you if they're right or wrong Right. You don't point it out to them to show them that they're wrong, but you show them how to improve afterwards in a one off setting where it's not near as embarrassing as being like, oh, why would you say that in front of everybody? Right. And she said, most people, they can't do that. They can't turn on and off that switch of owning the room and being the person who has to be the center of attention. She says, you've got an ant that can't turn it off. She's the baby of the family, and she loves attention. And she's always gotten attention everywhere she's been, and so she has to continually have that attention to be satisfied in life. And so there's always a problem. There's always something wrong. There's always something going on. And when she gets into a crowd she hasn't been in, in a while, she's the first one to raise her hand to say, I need this attention. Right or wrong, it's what she is. She can't turn it off. She said, most people can't turn that off. They can't change hats from being the learner to the leader when they walk into a room. They can't change hats from wanting the attention and thriving on the attention to not needing any of it. She says, you have that very unique ability to do that, that you walk into a room and you don't have to make people feel stupid just because they don't know as much as you do about a topic, even if they're the expert in that topic. And I don't know about anything. Like, I'm not telling you like this is what she said. It's not what I'm saying. So, I want you to not think that I'm like coming across as super cocky here, or or that I'm coming across as super cocky and that I'm not humble because I'm she's saying how humble I am, and I I'm not saying I'm humble. I'm not saying I'm not humble. I'm saying I'm not super smart. I'm usually not the smartest person in the room. But this is what she was telling me, and she's like, most people can't turn that on. They can't change those hats as fast as you can. She said you've trained yourself to change hats to so boom. Okay, now I'm. now I I don't own the room now now I'm a spectator to oh hey Dan come on up here and uh, tell us a little bit about this boom I own the room second I'm up there second they tell me I can own the room I own it and they go oh yeah thanks for that advice boom I no longer own the room I go sit down and I learn I don't I don't have to be like hey did you think about this hey did you think about this you guys get this do you get how important it is to be able to switch hats in every aspect of your life? Turn it on, turn it off, figure out where you're at. So many people can't do that. So many people can't change their life. They can't, they can't change hats from a leader to a non leader, from HR to DOT to safety to training to fleet. They can't put on those different hats, right? I always just love the idiots who like come in and they, I had this one boss one time. He was so stupid. His name was Paul. He was like, this dude, arrogant as hell. He was an ex-cop. thought he was awesome. Oh my God. He, he was like dumb as a box of rocks. Like he he was the worst leader I've ever had and um, ever in my career. <laughs> it's not because we didn't get along. because actually we got along just fine, but he was just stupid. Um, arrogant. I don't like arrogant people. If you're arrogant, we probably won't get along. He was super arrogant. And we were sitting in this meeting one time, and and he um they asked him a question. God, stupid, just stupid. Anyways, they asked him a question and he didn't wear a hat because he was in the office. Boy oh, had his deep voice like this, and he talked like he knew it all. But anyways, they asked him a question and he goes, "Well, hold on, let me get my fleet hat and put it on because I'm a cop. I got change hats. Now here's my fleet answer. Now here's my DOT answer." Now here's my leadership answer. Now here's the real answer is a cop. And that's exactly what it did. And I was like, dude, you're a freaking idiot. Don't don't be he wasn't trying to be funny. He was trying to be a prick. Right? Because he really thought he should have been the VP of safety, and they didn't hire him for the VP of safety or VP of Fleet or whatever it was. They put him as like a DOT I don't know what the crap they called him. <laughs> coordinator? I don't know. He was like one level above me at this company, but he was oh, a joke, a joke. Um, <laughs> my point is, is you gotta be able to wear different hats in your positions. That's where all this went. I know it went kind of like a squirrel up and down a tree and all the way around and stuff like that. And we ended up talking about a lot of different stuff, but those are the best ones, aren't they? When we talk about all kinds of stuff, and you don't know where it's going to go. And you're like, oh yeah, this is great. Do you listen to the end of it? And you're like, oh my gosh, this was awesome. <laughs> but so I'm going to finish up right there, and I just want to say that, like, don't be afraid to wear different hats in your career. Don't be afraid to push other people to wear different hats. And also know that if somebody's not super good at wearing multiple hats, don't push them to put on 10 different hats at the same time because it's not going to help them, right? And, and the big thing is is giving somebody ownership in something. Once you give somebody ownership in something, they can wear that hat, and they can proudly wear that hat. And then you just, you set another hat on the table and you let them know that it's there when they're ready to pick it up. And then they'll get ready to pick it up and they'll start looking at it. And eventually they'll pick it up and put it on. And then you put another hat on the table and you wait for them to pick up that one and put it on. And eventually, as a great leader, you can have people who are wearing 10 hats all around you all the time and doing a great job wearing them all. Okay. So if you like this podcast and you learn a lot, I want to encourage you to share it today. I want you to take a screenshot of it and share it. Share it. Right. Give us a five-star review if you liked it. If you didn't like it, what are you doing still listening to this? Don't waste your time. Go find yourself a better cop podcast if you didn't like this. If you loved it, rate, okay? Rate us, subscribe to us, leave us a review, download it, tell your friends about it. Because how does it spread like wildfire as soon as we start chatting about it? So, hope you all enjoyed it. We'll chat soon. We'll talk to you guys later.